You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the leaders of the future are the students of today. Welcome to episode 12, where we continue to look at the topic of being an example. But in particular, today we are looking at the worst kept secret of being an example. We hope you enjoy and get loads out of it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Leaders of the Future podcast so good to have you with us if this is your first time then we love that you found us and joined us and if you're one of our regular listeners thanks for being with us again i am julian from the 19 project and joined by joel bagnall from lift leaders hey joel hello julian how is life in denmark at the moment with you yep yes <laughs> it just it's just yes <laughs> no, it is. you're yeah. still alive Life is good. Uh, a little bit sad that we're now turning the corner into the cooler months. But hey, I've got Jesus, right? I can't complain. With that. <laughs> no, that's true. Jesus is, and was it they say? Uh, oh, I don't know what they say. Every, and when you haven't got anything else, as long as you've got Jesus, life is good. Yes. Yeah. I think it's so, a good mantra to go by. Who needs sunshine, coffee, cake? Hmm. Anyway, those things do help. <laughs> but yeah, we're off the back of the holiday season. We've had the we haven't got another holiday now for who knows how long. But uh, anyway, let's let's talk leadership. We have been using this acronym, and we are stuck on the letter E, the word example, being an example. And we've spent a couple of episodes already, and we're continuing to kind of unpack this uh, topic. Last time we talked about the invisible um, starting line. We talked about self awareness. And what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about the worst kept secret um, about leadership and about being an example. Right. I thought the worst kept secret about leadership was that it's amazing. You get lots of privileges. You get a parking space. You get free tea and coffee. You, you get, get the you, kudos. You get a nice lanyard with the title on. That's right. You get nice shoes and yep. you know high salaries. Yep. Everyone has to bow down before you and kiss your feet. That's how you, that's what you made me do when I came over. And then we wake up. <laughs> that's the worst kept secret is it's in our dreams. No, the, yeah. the, uh, the worst kept secret is, is that everybody is watching. Right. Yes. That's a terrifying thought right there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's, it's the reason why I call it the worst kept secret is because we know it true. We know it to be true for ourselves, as in we're actually always watching other people. We're aware of that. Um, but when it comes to the way we live uh, or the way we lead, I think sometimes we forget this, that we think that we can do things without people noticing. Uh, or maybe, maybe a better way to say it is we can, we can trick people into thinking, um, you know, uh, in what am I? We can, what are you saying? <laughs> Come on. I need that extra coffee. We can trick people into thinking um, that we can fool them. Maybe that's the right way to say it. Yeah, well, for, and for a moment, for a period of time, you, you can, can't you? If people only ever see you in one environment, if you can do that and, and live life in that way that people only see you in kind of one particular place and mm. don't see you doing life in any other arena, then I guess you can. You can fool people for a, for a short period of time. But um, life's not like that. We do life with people across a whole sphere of activities. They're going to see how you do life. They're going to yeah. see how you respond to stuff. And 
that's ju- that's not just your team that's just in life isn't it like you say i mean my wife loves people watching go out mm. for a coffee you know or let's sit by the window because then i can watch people and you mm. you're kind of working out aren't you where they're going what they're doing why is that happening all the rest of it and we do forget that then people are probably doing that with us yeah and maybe the reason why it's just there's a sense of that it's a secret or worst kept secret is is people don't always say what they see um you know people <laughs> people probably really don't help uh you know especially those we lead or whatever you know whatever sphere of influence we're in just because no one's saying something doesn't mean that they're not noticing anything hmm. uh and example is so potent that would that, that's why we would spend uh, this amount of time and these amount of episodes talking about example. I, I don't know about you, Julian, but I would assume it's similar that even when I prepare a preaching, you know, the hardest part of preparing communication and preaching isn't finding the big idea or even working out what I want to say uh, or even finding the scriptures and theology. I find that part a lot easier, but the hardest part is always finding good examples, good illustrations that really communicate um, what the heart of what I'm trying to, to say, or how, how to get the heart of it across because um, demonstrating and being an example and people observing that there is just a sheer uh, potency to it um, that words and information simply cannot get across. Yeah. There's nothing worse is there than listening to a preacher or somebody communicating something and actually, you know, things about their lives and you're thinking, you're just telling me something that you're not doing. Mm. That's why the illustration is, is important because it's usually a part of your journey of understanding and recognizing that in yourself, isn't it? That you can tell a story about actually, I didn't realize people were watching. I messed up, thought I got away with it. And then, you know, I obviously hadn't. I, I can think of for my own life when I, I, you know, I first leadership opportunity when I was 19, I was at university. I lovingly call them the university years because I was living for Jesus, but I was always, I was also trying to have fun. And I'm not saying you can't live for Jesus and have fun. Don't hear what I'm not saying. What I mean is the other kind of fun. The other kind of fun. And, uh, and thinking I was getting away with it because others were with me, you know, um, maybe drank a little bit too much um, and that kind of stuff or go in the pub a lot. But, uh, you know, when you wake up one morning and your leaders are ringing you up saying, hey, Julian, can you come and can you come around today? We need to have a chat. So I thought I was getting away with it. They were seeing it. What they then had was the courage to call me and call me to account on that. And that was terrifying. That, you know, that confrontation. But it saved me as well. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, we we could... (laughs) We could spend a few more episodes talking about things like role modeling and being a role model. I think we'll touch definitely uh, a bit on that more in the, the next coming episode. Um, but it really does annoy me uh, that it's, it's hard to find or find people who have the right balance in understanding being a role model. Uh, you know, some celebrities, <laughs> you know, I think they, they behave the way they behave and whatever, you know, uh, they, they don't understand that they're role models. And so they probably, they're not aware of the act that, so, sorry, the impact that the way they act has on the lives and the lifestyles of other people. But then there's other role model, there's other uh, 
celebrities who probably masquerade as experts and authorities on certain areas because they want to over leverage or misrepresent themselves or misrepresent their role modeling. And the, the point of the point of really going there is that um, when everybody's watching, the best way to understand it is authentic example is always the best way to be as a leader. And I, I love it. And I, I love the whole idea of kingdom leadership and how it is a bit different to worldly leadership is because Jesus doesn't expect us to be anything we're not. He just expects us to understand the power of the basics, living authentically and um, having a conviction that everything I do matters. And um, even, even in the, the whole area of role modeling and developing leaders, um, I, I've got a good friend, Peter Prothero, who is uh, about to bring out a great resource, a great book on raising leaders. And he talks about the four steps of, of mentoring or raising leaders. And, and the, the four steps are getting, getting young leaders to observe first. And then the next step is getting them to contribute. The, the next step is getting them to help with decisions. And then the fourth step is then releasing or, you know, giving them the authority and mandate to lead in the area that you're raising them. And uh, if we come back to step one, the first step of observing, that's actually one of the most powerful things that sometimes we rush mm. when it comes to raising new leaders or onboarding new people for things because we're like, okay, let's just, let's just get them contributing straight away. I oh, know, let's find a young person and just stick them in an area. And you, that could work in some ways, but really... I think we need to come back to the place of understanding that first and foremost, we've got to observe. We've got to give people the chance to observe what's going on, but also give them something great. <laughs> Be intentional in this whole culture of saying, hey, I want you to watch what's going on. I want you to see what's going on and tell me what you're learning from that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, it's, a, it's a biblical uh, precept, isn't it? In one sense, if that's the right word. Because um, the Apostle Paul said, you know, concept. imitate me, concept, in, in, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so in th that role, that aspect of modeling um, is so powerful. Do, let me ask a question, because, you know, young leaders would go, might go, that sounds like a hard work, that does. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, that, and that would be right. <laughs> um you know, this is just, this is me, this is who I am. So, you know, I don't know, we kind of touched on that, I think in the last episode, but um, you know, this is me, this is who I am. I'm, I'm still learning here. So, you know, in response to that, how, how can they model that well so that those watching them would learn from them? Does that make sense? If they are leading, context yeah. of them leading? Well, I think um, first, really on the first step, understanding the power of their example you know like um if 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 someone says to me yeah but this is just the way i am and this is how i am they're thinking about it from purely their own life's perspective about what they like to do they you it's impossible to think about the well-being of other people and sit there and go well i'm gonna live my way yeah because if you are genuinely interested in the needs and the experiences and the development of other people, there's no way you can actually sit back there and go, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just going to be me because the reality is, is probably you being you 
in its raw form, <laughs> in its unmatured form, is not going to be helpful to a wide range of people. Yeah, and we said that in the last episode, didn't we? That you take you wherever you go. So it's not just a case of being, be, just be yourself, which is kind of like a, a cultural message that can be thrown out. You know, be the yeah. best, you know, just be you, go for it. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, it's all good, you know. But actually when it comes to being leaders and particularly Christian leaders, that mantra doesn't really work because you how you are is obviously representing you but it's also representing god to other people so you know how you're living your life is telling people what the christian faith means to you what god means to you and how that's working itself out in your world so you know we can all go for god on a sunday it's a bit more difficult now i was going to say we can go for god in the crowd and let's cheer and all the rest of it but actually in corona time it's not possible we're not allowed to do that (laughs) but that that principle but Monday morning, Wednesday evening, Friday night, you know, what are we doing? What are people observing about how we're living our lives? What are we modeling? Yeah. Uh, in that sense is a powerful well, question. So well, if, if we're not careful, we would, we could definitely step into the, the territory of the next episode. Yes. But, 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 <laughs> but, but before we go there, I, I really want to go there. You know how you and I talk about this thing of like, Oh man, wouldn't it be cool if we found this like really controversial thing to say <laughs> so, <laughs> so that people would, more people would listen to work out what on earth are these guys doing? But I will say this and uh, it might be semi controversial, but I think that, I think that we are, too soft on people sometimes you know nothing and i feel comfortable with saying that because in reality nothing hits harder than life mm-hmm. and uh i love this saying that it's better the pain of discipline than the pain of regret and uh we can create a uh bubble wrapped or um uh, wrapping people in cotton wool kind of environment where we can celebrate the individual and go uh super gracious or hyper gracious on them and allow them to protract their journey too long but part of part of the thing about leadership if it's an example uh things need to be confronted in our lives things like things in my life like i would not be a leader at all if i didn't have uh leaders who weren't observing and confronting and i remember my my uh introduction into youth ministry youth leadership uh and uh, one day i don't know if he's ever going to hear this podcast but there's this legend of a youth leader by the name of mikey with him and he was the one that in who who saw the first saw the potential and invited me on the youth leadership team he was so good at calling me out on stuff <laughs> and he was he was brutal <laughs> and i think about young people today um if if, if i called out things in their life uh, the way that maybe Mikey did in my life, they, I don't know. I don't know if they would be able to see past the initial shock of being confronted um, and then see the, see the value in why. But I remember one time, I'll share this one story. Uh, I, I was uh, serving on a Sunday morning in one of our campuses. Uh, I actually, it wasn't even, it didn't have anything to do with uh, youth leadership. I was on the worship team and it was a recent church plant and it was, you know, half an hour's drive away uh, and um, it was in an industrial estate, and it was seven o'clock in the morning or something crazy like that. And I, I, I pull into just the beginning of the church car park, and I see that there's no cars or there's no one there. And I'm like, oh, it's five to seven, and man, it's so early. I just want to go get a coffee. So I drove off, and um, 
I went to the, the local service station, got myself a coffee and I came back at five past seven. When I got into the building, Mikey was standing there and uh, he was like, oh, hey, Joel, good, you know, good, good to see you. You know, I, I noticed you're five minutes late sort of thing. I was like, yeah, sorry. I was just running a, running a bit late and, uh, you know, I got here just in time. And he's like, yeah, but that's not true. I saw you pull into the car park at five to seven and you decided you could have been here on time. You could have been here earlier. You decided to drive down the road, get the coffee and come back. And now you lied about it. That's not what a leader does. No, get here on time, take responsibility for yourself. And if you want to get a coffee before you come, get up earlier and be on time. And I, I, at the time I was like, Whoa, I didn't even know he saw this. How did he see that? There was no cars, nothing in the car park. But that illustrates my point that everybody is watching. What if he, what if he said nothing uh, and other people saw it and then they heard me lie about it when I came into the building? That would be, uh, I would say, a bad example or a discredit to my mm -hmm. developing leadership. And, and the thing is, that's, that's something so small and it's such a small attitude, like such a small ex example. Um, and some people, are, you know, some young leaders might in this day and age think, oh, wow, that's really harsh. But man, I'm glad for that because what that did is it taught me everybody is watching and even the smallest things count in my credibility as a leader. And those kind of examples have uh, helped shape the way I lead today to uh, be authentic and also be honest. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's, that stuff there, like you say, him seeing it and then others hearing you lie about it. That's like a double whammy, isn't it? Mm. That, that in one sense goes against you. And yeah, you lose, you lose credibility as a leader, but you might not even realize it because nobody might tell you that that's what's happening. So no, it's, it's, so yeah, you're right. You've got to, you've got to count the small stuff. The small stuff matters in how that is communicated and what that's saying about you. And, um, Observation, powerful, modeling, powerful. And, you know, I would maybe finish by saying this question to, for people to think about. If people are watching your life, what are they observing? And uh, there's enough for you to kind of go away and think about that and reflect on that and then be able to s say to yourself, right, maybe I need to make some changes. Mm. And um, can I so, no, a, good. Can I add a quote in there, actually? Yeah, go on. So I know you're about to wrap up in that. I was? <laughs> Sorry, and it, and it definitely, I jeopardized a smooth finishing <laughs> there. But I'm going to quote you, Julian. Oh, my weeks, word. A few weeks ago, we were having this conversation and, and planning these episodes. And I wrote this quote down because I think it really nailed the essence of it. And uh, you said that your life is all you have to represent Jesus with. And I thought that's so pertinent. Yeah, I, you know, I'll let you into a secret. I mean, I said that to you, but I probably didn't say it first. Oh, Julian, but, uh, you could have really claimed that. <laughs> what they say, you're supposed to give credit for it the first time, but I can't actually remember who said it. But, um, oh, but hey, I'll it, take it. I'll take it. I think it really speaks. Well, whoever said it, I think it really I know, speaks. I know. Oh, it's the essence and the reason why we need to take it seriously, that everybody is watching and our example is all we have to represent Jesus by. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Now, great conversation again, as always. Um, and I love this topic example. It's the kind of one that you really want young leaders to grab a hold of because it's such a powerful aspect of leadership. And uh, that's why we're kind of poor, well, we are pausing on it for a number of episodes to, to make the point 
you got to get this you got to get this so hey thanks for listening uh, to us again here on the leaders of the future podcast you can obviously keep in touch with us across all our social medias but uh, we'll see you and we won't see you but we'll be with you again very soon Thanks again for listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast. We hope that you feel empowered and have been inspired to step into greater things in your leadership journey. If you don't want to miss out on the upcoming episodes, why don't you hit subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast on. And we'd love to stay connected via social media, whether it's in Lift Leaders or The 19 Project. And until we get to be together again, God bless.